Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. If you're wondering why I'm not saying Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast, it's because I rebranded the thing, because it also goes on YouTube, and when you see podcasts, people go, I don't understand. So I thought, okay, I'll just change it to show, and that's what I've done. We discussed it in an earlier episode. If you haven't seen it, you can go back and you can check it out. We are on the road to WrestleMania, hence why I'm trying to ramp up the amount of shows I'm doing at the moment, because I know everybody just wants to talk about wrestling. And as you know, if you've listened before, all of this is supported thanks to Patreon.com. Forward to Simon316. I'd actually have to kill the podcast if people didn't support me on there. So I thought I wanted to give something back, which is why I said, hey, I can get people on the podcast. You already know this, but I'm explaining anyway. And today, I'm very happy to say that Colleen is on the line. Colleen, how are you doing today? Hello. It's great. I'm, I mean, it, it, it is great. Yeah. It's sunny outside. What more could I ask for? Exactly. Exactly. And you're on Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. What a oh, fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> What a fabulous day you're having. Now, I said this before, and I always get a bit worried about saying it, but it's true. And I, I feel like it's important to say you are only the second woman I've had on my show as a guest, which is ridiculous. Now, I know, I know, I, I, I guess it's just, I can't explain it. I don't know. I would, because I, I honestly believe this. Uh, we had Laniana on a while ago, and I thought her perspective and her opinion was refreshing and it was different because, of course, you're going to see things from a different light. That's just the way the world works. So I'm very excited about our chat today. It doesn't have to be dominated by anything like that, but I want to shout out mostly to thank you, good self, for coming on, but also hopefully try and implore more, more ladies to come on my show. Hopefully, I'm, hopefully I'm not putting anybody off. I try to be as welcoming as possible. <laughs> Everybody, you could come on. Like, everyone's got different perspectives. That's the best thing about, you know, upbringings and gender. And I mean, that's a big topic in 2019 too. So it's yeah. great. So before we get going, let me know how you got into wrestling. Sort of pitch your, your wrestling experiences for us and then we can get into the nitty gritty. So uh, I got into wrestling because it was banned in my house. So anything that has <laughs> ever been... Well, anything... That, so I grew up, my mom was Catholic. Well, my dad came from a Catholic background. My mom was just like a hippie. And so it kind of just became into a very religious home. And we weren't really allowed to watch TV. So I would go over to my neighbor's house and we would watch uh, VHSs of whatever wrestling thing that we could check out at the, at the library. And then we would do the moves. So exactly what <laughs> yes. I tell you to do. Um, but I was mesmerized with the Hardy boys and I I'm currently wearing my Lita shirt because I, I loved her. Like she was like everything hardcore that I ever wanted to be. So she could hang with the guys. She was tough and that's who I was. And I mean, I, I'm one of five kids, so, you know, we naturally wrestled with each other. And um, one day my mom gave in and was like, okay, let's watch a WrestleMania or some something that we were watching. And I just remember seeing Stone Cold, Steve Austin, and his face is bloody. And, like, I can deduct what WrestleMania probably was, but just seeing him and the charisma and his attitude and he's flipping the bird and I'm not supposed to do that, but I was so in love with wrestling. Um, and then I went into middle school and yeah, I'm a girl. So I pretended to like girly things and I was in private school. And so you get into hair and makeup and I always just kept wrestling as like, Oh, you know, WrestleMania comes on. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it with my brothers. That's fine. Um, but it wasn't until I was about 25 or 26 that my friends and I uh, would do this thing for Royal Rumble. So everyone gets a sheet of paper, you know, and you pick the number from a hat and whoever your number is, uh, you're that person who comes in, you know, uh, whether it's a jobber or, you know, I, every year I would always end up getting um, uh, Chris Jericho. That was just like <laughs> literally drew it from a hat. And I'm like, how come I got Chris Jericho like four years in a row? 
So, but if you're, if your guy made it all the way and won, you got to win the giant bottle of Jameson Brilliant. at the end of the night. And so, and you know, you would get props if you got to, if you drank the whole thing, which alcohol poisoning, I don't recommend, but I never won. So, um, but it, it just, wrestling always became like something to do with my friends and, um, it wasn't until last year that my boyfriend and I started bonding by watching Raw and SmackDown. And it was like, it was like an old friend. And, you know, then you buy the network and then, oh, I need to clean the house. Let me just put on Armageddon, you know, 98 or, you know, whatever. And you just kind of make it your whole life. And at my job, I currently have a whole bunch of Funko Pops on my desk, and Love everyone it. just keeps bringing them. One person uh, brought me a Kurt Angle like action figure that you can press, and it like says a bunch of sayings on them. Like, it's just I've become the wrestling lady. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think that happens in offices sometimes. When, because yeah. I mean, by and large, people don't really. If you don't get wrestling, you don't get wrestling. Yeah. And therefore, when somebody is super passionate about it and has the figures, you do. That becomes your kind of your affectation at work. Everyone's like, this is Colleen. She likes wrestling. It's like, you know, there is <laughs> there is more to me than that. But yes, yeah. also I do. I do like wrestling. Yeah. I mean, I went to cosmetology school after I went to like a bachelor's degree. And I, I remember... Uh, even in cosmetology school, someone was like, oh, like, we're doing, like, face painting. So, like, uh, one girl was, like, doing the Ultimate Warrior and, like, just being mesmerized by even how wrestling can be incorporated in every aspect of someone's life. Like, just kind of how it works. So... I like... I mean, I think it's... I love stories when wrestling brings people together because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we were talking about this before we began. Like, sometimes there is a lot of negativity out there in, in the wrestling world. Yeah. And people forget that when they first got into it, there was none of that. And maybe it was yeah. because they wanted to bond with a friend. Or maybe it was just they were looking for something to, you know, just to add something to their to their day-to-day -day life or whatever. And wrestling does fill a void. I think so anyway. So I love hearing those stories. I think sometimes it's really good to remind yourself that most people didn't get into wrestling negatively. They got into it positively. So yeah. I, I love to hear that. Something I definitely want to talk about because I don't think we've ever talked about her properly on the podcast is Lita. That's uh, you know, that's an. She was. It's almost you know we're talking about the women's evolution, revolution, whatever they're calling it these yeah. days. And I think when you go back, you know, somebody like Lita was able to, especially during the Attitude Era, which is controversial, regardless whatever people yeah. want to say it is. And if you want to pretend it's not, I would disagree with you quite strongly. But I always felt like Lita was one of the people who. She managed to kind of sidestep all the sexualization and mm -hmm. was really seen as a wrestler first. And mm -hmm. I always thought, even as a kid, I thought that was quite, I didn't know what I, what I thought about it sort of specifically, <laughs> but I, there was, it was, she was different, right? She, she almost felt like she was treading both lines. She was in the women's division, but right. she wasn't. It was a really, really weird thing. I'm just, my point being is that I'm just interested if that's how you saw it. I mean, again, you're wearing a Lita t-shirt now. You probably know more yeah. than I. Well, <laughs> I mean, I don't know her DNA or, you know, what have you. I know basically what Wikipedia and books have taught me. <laughs> but I remember, well, first off, because remember, like, I grew up in a religious home. My mom saw the thong that was on the outside of, or well, it showed, I guess, like on her hip because her, her pants were so low and I remember my mom specifically saying if you do that your father will, will thank you and I'm just like that makes me want to do it even more so like I remember like being in fifth grade like going to class and like doing that and like all the girls were like oh you're doing that just for attention and blah blah, blah. why are you being weird and it's like this is not weird this is hardcore like I'm I'm gonna slap you yeah like, no, that's not what it is. But yeah, yeah. I just feel like she brought a different element to women's wrestling. And, I mean, you even mentioned, like, she fit in with both men and women. And I don't know if it's because she started really as kind of like a manager slash valet. But she wrestled 
in the way that we see even Charlotte Flair wrestle, mm. where, you know, she does take the bumps, but she also, I mean, her lead assault every time, like on an old pay-per-view that happened, there's so many cameras, you know, the flash that would, would go off. It's, it's an iconic moment in every match. Um, but honestly, though, my favorite match with Lita is her versus Trish Stratus when Trish had her broken nose and she had like the shield on over her face. Oh yeah. I remember that. And they actually did some really solid wrestling, but it was unfortunately during the time that the viewership was more interested in the fact that their underwear showed when they would <laughs> jump on the top rope or yeah. You know, the fact that, oh, you know, Trish is showing more cleavage. Should she get a boob job? You know, all these things. And I, I've i never seen myself as, like, particularly, like, gorgeous. I, you know, I've always been interested in media and multimedia. And I remember in a college class even, a professor told me that I would never be good behind the camera or in front of the camera i'd only be good behind it because i'm not pretty and Jeez. like it just well you know it's like that whole thing that's like hey i'm gonna prove you wrong like somehow mm. i'm gonna prove you wrong and i'm i still have a lot of life to live i'm only 30 but it's the whole thing of like with wrestling if you didn't have blonde hair that was bleached you know to crisp and you didn't have that tan, like, where did you fit in, in front of, you know, in front of the, the screen, you know, while during wrestling? Yeah. But. No, I think that, honestly, it's those things, again, tying into what we've already kind of touched upon, but hey, man, let's, let's just go all in. Like, people forget yeah. how important those things are, because you mentioned Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? And a lot, yeah. of, a lot of things you said there are exactly how I felt when I saw Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was a badass. He went around and he kicked people's ass. And, like, you know, it, 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 it somehow made me – it did. It gave me confidence. It, it was only fleeting confidence at the time because I was really young. But because yeah. he was so cool and because I felt like he was my guy, it was like, oh, man, I'm going to draw something from this, and that's why you really wanted him to win matches. And that's why – I mean, I didn't think I'd talk about this today, but screw it, I'm going to. That's why, <laughs> but that's why it's important to make sure that you have that person. I mean, you know, you know uh, it doesn't matter that he was a uh, – you know anybody can still relate to that but mm -hmm. it, it's always more it's always really really important that you have sort of someone that's one step closer to everybody because mm -hmm. you know obviously i i someone that always comes up in my conversations when i talk about inspirations of the british bulldog and the, a huge reason for that is because he was british and you know i'm gonna have i'm gonna have a different take on that to someone that's not british because i am and that's why you got to make sure you do it with guys you got to make sure you do it with girls you got to make sure you do it with uh, you know, the black people and Asian people and everybody. Everybody has to have that person because then not only does it cement more people as fans, but you have somebody you can root for because that's just rooted in you. Like you say, because you saw Lita, a girl like yourself, going out there and being a badass, kicking ass. Like, well, I can do that. Why can't I do that? Yeah. And it's like yeah. Cap you know, Captain Marvel just came out. It's exactly the same thing. Little, yeah. girl, little girls will look up to Captain Marvel because they'll start thinking, well, I could be the next Captain Marvel. And I think, yeah, honestly, it's... um. It's it, it's really really cool to, to hear stuff like that. But of course, I've got to get your uh, uh, you know your impressions on what we're doing today. I mean, we're two weeks out from WrestleMania. We may be about to have the first ever women's main event. Uh, I'm I'm convinced they've got to do it. If they don't, I really feel like they would have made a, a huge mistake. But yeah. what what do you think about sort of the last? Well, Lita was around what I say late nineties, so twenty years. Oh my gosh! So twenty. <laughs> where did that Where did that go? I mean, yeah. what, you know, what's your? I guess what's your take on all of it? Because it, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy to think where we were back then and where we are now. Like, I think a lot of people, I don't want to say they forget about it, but, you know, it has become a bit of a marketing thing more than anything else, whereas really it has changed hugely. Mm -hmm. uh, so I firmly believe, though, that if Lita didn't hurt her knee, what, 15 years ago, she would have headlined WrestleMania. But... It's the thing that it's like, would they have actually done that? Would it have actually been like a real match? We'll never know. Yeah. But I mean, seeing, so I love Becky Lynch. I mean, duh, she's a f badass. And uh, as she represents everything that every wrestling fan seems to 
hold there's something in Becky that's a part of every person that watches wrestling um and I think they're doing a really great job of positioning us to boo Charlotte and kind of taking Rhonda out of that uh heel aspect of just being uh I guess she's being kind of like a loose cannon a little bit like shooting you know saying it's fake we all know it's not like real fighting but I think people see Rhonda as very mainstream. So I agree that WWE needs to capitalize on this specific thing. Cause I don't know if a chance like this will happen again. Um, I mean, that's, that's really <laughs> terrible to say. Uh, I don't think it'll a chance like this will happen. That'll be as good as this. Mm, uh, you know, I mean, lightning is strike struck, right? I yeah. mean, the, you're 100% correct, which is why when some people debate what should go on last, I'm like, no, there is, to me, there is no debate because you don't know where we're going to be next year. Right. You know, think, things change very fast. We didn't, know, we didn't know where we were going to be in January. If you had told me Kofi right. Kingston was going to be in a WWE Championship exactly. match, I'd be like, well, how? How are you going to get from where right. we are now to there? So sometimes I do think you've just got to take what's in front of you. Um, well- I was at the the SmackDown where uh, Mustafa Ali got hit in the face uh, by, oh God, um, what is it, Randy Orton that that yes. just like yeah, him yeah, in the face destroyed him. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm with all of my friends, about like 13 of us, and I saw the hit and I looked at Mustafa and I was like, oh, I I think he got hit in the face, and they're like, no, 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 like that. You you could see. Let's do the replay. We'll we'll go home and watch it. And sure enough, I was like, guys, his eye is literally swollen <laughs> shut. Bad, really bad. And if we're, you know, I mean, we were nine rows away from the the main level. So if I could see it from that far away, I knew something was gonna. And it, I mean, they never really said exactly what it was, but he didn't show that picture on. Twitter of his eye being literally swollen shut. So it's weird how those things work as well. I mean, he did a post about this the other day on Twitter and it really made me think where he was talking about it's something that he's never really going to be able to get over because he knew the opportunity that was presented to him. But also how proud he was of Kofi Kingston for obviously picking up the ball and running with it. And right. it's kind of like it must be tough to see that because Kofi seems to have the universal respect of the locker room. And yet, right. you know, it's still a business, it's still a dream, it's still somebody's passion. I'm sure when Mustafa Ali got told all of that, he was yeah. super excited. It's a weird thing you must have to you must have to try and balance out in your brain. Because really, you know, I I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know where his future is going to be going to be held. Yes. Look at Drew McIntyre the last two weeks. It only takes it only yeah. takes a second. But I, you know, I, I, I can imagine it must be such a strange thing when you really want someone else to do well and you're proud for them, but also deep down you're like, oh, I can't believe it got taken away from me. It's just that's wrestling, though. Going back to what we're talking yeah. about, you just never know what's going to happen day to day. It's nuts. Which again, which is why I, I think the women main event has got to happen. What are you thinking of the WrestleMania card as a whole? Because much to my surprise this week a lot of people came out and said they thought it was crap and I'm like I don't think it's crap I mean maybe some of the bookings a bit of a roller coaster but you know every match can't be a five-star match can we just like say that like on a perfect pay-per-view it's <laughs> true you cannot have oh that was an amazing that the crowd is going to get exhausted you know you're just going to have uh, you know some matches that are just going to be squash squash matches you, you're going to have matches that are going to be you know, a little bit more storytelling rather than wrestling. So I should the people who say that WrestleMania is fitting to be crap, that, wait, wait a couple weeks. Let, let me know after, you know, you watch all nine hours. Of <laughs> well, that's the other thing. I mean, there's, con- yeah. there's conflicting rumors going around now. Some people are saying that WWE actually wants to try and curb it and they're going to take some matches off the show. Other people are saying now they're going to go all in. I think the real yeah. issue is, what do you take off? Like, are you going to get rid of the Raw Tag Team Championship? Smackdown? Then, then, then people are going to kick off about that because it's the biggest show. It's the, it's the biggest show of the year. I quite, I think it's going to be a WrestleMania 31 scenario. We all, I said this the other day, but we all went into <laughs> WrestleMania 31 going, oh, the build is terrible. And I thought it was great. 
you know, from the moment Seth Rollins uh, hit that crazy arc, well, Randy Orton hit that crazy arc, it was I mean, brilliant, right? Best one ever. To yeah. Seth Rollins then coming back later and stealing the stealing. The, the championship. I, I think we're in for a treat. And there's certainly, I mean, I, I asked this to everyone that's coming on recently, but I want everyone's opinion. The, the thing that people keep coming back to is you have these three potential feel-good moments. Becky Lynch, Kofi Kingston, and, Kofi, and um, who's the other one? Seth Rollins, of course. Seth Rollins. But, yeah. na- but now everyone has decided, surely we can't pay off all three. As the positive guy I am... I believe that we can. But if I mm. said to you right now, you can only have two out of three, who is the person that falls down? Oh, no. I mean, first off, if WWE doesn't have Seth Rollins go over, they just spend a whole lot of money on those Beast Slayer shirts. <laughs> that's true. Like, that's, like, that's like the whole concept of, you know, here in America with uh, American football – they they have this Super Bowl and literally moments after they win they get a shirt. Yeah. Well, what happens to the dozens and dozens of shirts for the other team? <laughs> oh, they get they get sent on some you know third world mission, and you you know because I work in nonprofits and I see these you know mission pictures and I'm like oh look, wait a minute that wasn't oh that, oh sorry hold on. Puppies, puppies. Hey, hey, hey. Come here. I apologize. Love it. No, that was brilliant. I like it. I like impromptu things like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, That's all good. You can keep going and I can make it magically disappear. Oh, perfect. So. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, you can you can keep this in or cut it out or whatever. But uh, <laughs> Roman Reigns music, uh, I, I use my dog's name in it. So I was really sad for the couple months I didn't while watching Raw. I couldn't, you know, peeny, 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 peeny. That's so lame. Okay. Um. So yeah, WWE would be. A miss if they just decided to to have him lose to Brock Lesnar, and I also think it would be a business decision, uh, as we've seen that the Raw ratings were down, and Brock Lesnar was on the show. So uh, does that mean that Brock Lesnar isn't as valuable to the company as mm. once presumed? So I think that would be something to to. Uh, look into for WWE. Yeah. Uh, but why would they build up Seth Rollins uh, for the last year if he wasn't going to go over? So um, they have to have Becky Lynch go over because I think it, people would riot. <laughs> I think especially if it's on last, everybody will have such a bad taste in their mouths that even if you had some five-star yeah. matches on that show, nobody will be talking about it. They'll all right. just be talking about that. Yeah, and it, I mean, if anything, it would if it didn't have her win, it would be more of like a no disqualification or a disqualification or uh, someone else interfered or you know something stupid. But I don't know that that would really sour uh, the taste in my mouth for that. Mm. But I mean, you were online <laughs> during. Uh, the raw episode where Naya punched <laughs> Becky and yeah. I, I've, I have never seen Twitter erupt like that for a non pay-per-view. Mm. No. I mean, it, it instantly made Naya hateable and I, I'm sure she got plenty of hate on all social media. Um, and I mean, even in my friend group, we joked about how uh, you can't, you know, you can't be a good wrestler if you're literally throwing punches in a, you know, in a staged raid. But I think the way that Becky has handled herself since, what, October through through now? Yeah, what, pretty October, much, yeah. October was evolution. So, like, through now has just been, I know I'm a good wrestler. I know I'm going to beat... Ronnie, give me the match. Let's do this. And I think that nail in the coffin for that. 
especially if Rhonda is on her way out. Uh, what if? How how would you feel if we surprise? Because WWE does like to do this. We have Ronda retain at WrestleMania, but then maybe on a Raw or maybe on whatever the hell the I think it's I think it's Money in the Bank the pay per view after WrestleMania this year. I can't remember. We then we then have Becky Lynch win. Then is that enough, or is the disappointment like we did last year when all of a sudden Brock Lesnar won? I was like, what do we do that for? Is the disappointment going to just you know absolutely take the the, the, the wind out of the sails. I think if I I think there would be riots in the street if <laughs> Becky was and I that sounds so ridiculous, but as someone who I mean it is outside of New Jersey, uh, well New Jersey New York area. It's not like in the actual city, so there would be no imminent danger to those in New York City, <laughs> but. Yeah, I could I could see people being like, oh, F this. I'm going to, you know, cancel my network subscription. And, you know, uh, wow, it would it would really I, I would be upset. I let me just talk about myself. Like, I would be very upset if I saw Becky build, 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 build and then not get it at the one match. Like, this is her first time having a match. With with Rhonda, after all of this build, th- this would be the payoff. Like, <laughs> I think that's the problem, isn't it? I think sometimes you got to pay off your storylines, even if it's really obvious and what you would expect. I have this conversation with people all the time. The best thing about WWE is because you do have such a varied cast of characters. And because mm-hmm. you do have all these storylines going on, you can muck around with it. So some can yeah. be put like Kofi Kingston where there's twists and turns and, you know, left, right, up, down, center. You can't keep on with it. And other ones, and admittedly, they've done maybe a little bit too much with the with the three-way for the the Women's yeah. Raw Championship. But still, it's still following what you basically thought that it would do. I mean, I didn't expect Ronda Rousey to come out and start breaking kayfabe, but that's neither, yeah. you know, that's neither here nor there. The story is still ticking along. And, you know, Becky Lynch winning... Okay, sure, it's a little bit dull in terms of, you know, it's like the couple getting married at the end of a romantic comedy. You're like, okay, well, I knew that yeah. was going to come, but it's what I want to see, right? That's, yeah. it's, it's, it's what I've been waiting for. We've put plenty of obstacles in her way that she's overcome, and you pay it off at WrestleMania. That's what we always used to do. And this is where the internet maybe is a bit of a detriment to WWE because you can be so vocal and you can be so loud that, I mean, look, now the rumor is they are going to change the Baron Corbin angle match because everyone's so pissed off. That would never have happened 20 years ago because there was no such service. Like, if you wanted to complain, you'd have to write a letter. And everyone was (laughs) like, well, I can't be bothered to do that. Whereas now you can literally log on, put hashtag or at WWE and maybe somebody, somebody will see it. But that shouldn't deter you. I remember ages ago there was meant to be some kind of uh, swerve with either christian or matt hardy i don't remember what it was but i remember they changed their minds just because everybody found out about it and i also that was terrible oh yeah 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 and i always thought to myself you shouldn't have done that because not everybody everybody knows like the vocal minority is always the loudest but i still think the the payoff of seeing it happen on tv would have been the best star wars right I think yeah. pretty much as soon as you watch Star Wars, you go, I think Luke Skywalker's the hero. But you, <laughs> but you don't know that Darth Vader's going to be his dad. And yeah. Yeah, spoilers, yeah. by the way. But um, you know, that, that's the journey you go on. And with Becky Lynch, she's the hero now. You know, she turned it yeah. around at SummerSlam. We went, uh, Survivor Series, whatever it was. We went through all the, the hoopla with them trying to make a heel and realizing that was a terrible idea. But now we're here. We're two weeks away from WrestleMania. Right. Just give her the title. And you know what? That's okay. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. I, I feel like uh, not paying off the whole Becky storyline to that would be like, oh, okay, like, then what happens after? Like, what happens on the Raw after WrestleMania? What happens in the weeks following? You know, because if Ronda really is, like, on her way out, like, oh, does that mean that Ronda has to hold the belt now? Oh, if, if Charlotte gets the belt, what what would happen? If, does Charlotte just go to Raw and then go through the you know, plethora of women wrestlers on the raw brand, you know, it, it does open a lot of what ifs, but it is that dissonance where you don't trust the WWE product anymore. You don't trust yeah. them to handle storylines well. So then, you know, it it's not like Becky 
would her character would be killed off like but it would feel like at the end of you know your favorite show your favorite character gets murdered (laughs) (laughs) and the whole time you've been told she's about to win a competition or something and instead they just like stab i mean that's game of thrones isn't it but i don't i don't think we need to game of thrones wwe i don't think that's going to benefit anybody oh gosh no i know i agree so but, but going back to the original thing do you think that kofi kingston could lose because that's going to annoy some people too, you know. That yeah. after that Big E uh, Twitter promo the other day, now we, we, you know, this is a a charged feud to say the least. Well, both Big E and Xavier, you know, because Xavier is now at a uh, some video game convention. I don't know the name, so someone's going to slaughter me for that. <laughs> that's all right. But, um, and he was wearing a Britney Spears shirt, which I find to be <laughs> so perfect, but he was talking about how he's like, wrestling doesn't have to be my main thing. Like I want to make this video game company. I want to do, you know, all these things like we have other talents. Um, so we're not limited here. So, I mean, if, if Kofi didn't win or, I mean, at this point right now, Kofi isn't even in the match but that will happen it's not like they're gonna waste this hashtag kofi mania but if he doesn't if he doesn't win i feel like they'll do something with the daniel bryan character to make him disqualified or make him you know relinquish the belt or or whatever Hmm. i think that something like that could happen if he doesn't win not to say like supernatural, whatever. I don't know what's going on with that, but it's hard because I mean, I live where Daniel Bryan is from. So, I mean, I have feelings regarding Daniel Bryan and the new Daniel Bryan, but this gimmick can only last for so long, right? Yeah. Let's go into that. Tell me about your thoughts on the new Daniel Bryan. I'm intrigued now. You, 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 you've, you've triggered my intrigue gland. Go nuts. <laughs> So, well, okay, so the yes, you know, revolution or whatever, uh, what that started back in WrestleMania 30, where he was against uh, Triple H. I personally have never seen crowds do hand motions like the, the yes chants. Mm. Uh, I mean, a whole stadium doing yes, yes, yes that unifies people like we've talked about before how wrestling just kind of like unifies it's a moment that unifies everyone but this new daniel bryan where he isn't positive that it's a great character and it's something that i really want to see uh played out a little bit like a little bit more detail but I feel like adding recyclable Rowan or recycling Rowan. <laughs> I love like, that people have started calling him that now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I'm like a little bit confused by it. Um, I love, I love that they got him a, a new belt. Yeah, that um, was great. Yeah, that was brilliant. I loved it. Um, I mean, I don't know if it was because people were seeing it online or if he came up with that, but. I mean, when, again, when I was at that SmackDown, uh, someone in the, the row next to us made his own and brought it. I love it. See, this is why wrestling fans are great. That's brilliant. Yeah. So, and like he was talking about how he, you know, 3D printed some mm-hmm. items and like he collected pebbles and, you know, he, I don't know. Right. I don't know. I don't know. But. I, I think there's going to be something that happens with Daniel Bryan and he's going to go away for a little while. I mean, they're trying for that baby number two, apparently on that Total <laughs> show. Uh, it's exhausting following that, but um, I don't know. I think WWE wouldn't have wasted a lot of time making a belt if he was going to drop it at WrestleMania. But mm. then again, you know, this has all happened so fast. And we've seen WWE before in the past, you know, do storylines really, really fast and have a pretty good payoff. So I don't know. Uh, I I feel like if that match happens, it's there's going to be something sneaky. Yes. Whether it's whether it's recyclable man 
I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That, <laughs> I, I love can't, him. I can't get it out of my head. But uh, I don't know. It just, out of the three, going back to the, the original question, uh, I, I could see Kofi not getting the belt and then winning money in the bank, cashing in, and then, you know, either that night or eventually and taking the belt from Dan O'Brien. I mean, I, the thing with Daniel, because the crazy thing with Daniel Bryan is, it is, I think either today or yesterday, it's actually been a year since he since he came back. Since he returned, yeah. I mean, what? On, imagine we'd had this chat a year ago, and I said, Colleen, I'll tell you what's going to happen. The man yeah. that we thought, the man that we loved, as you just said, the man that's retired, yeah. in a year's time, he's going to be one of the most hated heel in the company. You've got some, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. it, it, literally impossible, right? And yet we are, and yet, and yet here we are. So... It's difficult because you're right to see that kind of connection with a wrestler. As again, that's kind of the theme of this episode. Maybe even what I'm yeah. going to call it. <laughs> but to have that kind of connection is rare because I mean it's both wonderful and a problem. Like everyone nowadays go, it's, I, hate, I see this argument all the time. Like bros, I think you've just got to accept that's wrestling because someone will go, oh, Daniel Bryan's a really good heel, and somebody else because the internet will go, uh, well, because you think he's a good heel, he's not a good heel. It's like, look, no, that's not. <laughs> that's wrestling from 1987. We, we, we we've yeah. done. You just have to accept that there is this. Weird acknowledgement by the audience that we kind of know what's going on, and I'm sure every now and then it will, it, it, it will work. But the fact that he does have that connection, you're kind of right to try and get it back is not the worst idea in the world. But how mm-hmm. on earth do you do a 180 from being an environmentalist vegan? That's the best thing about the characters. Yeah. Actually, every everything he says is so spot on, and so like even on SmackDown where he said Kofi Kingston hasn't been taken away opportunities. Kofi Kingston was given the Elimination Chamber match as soon as Mustafa yeah. Ali. I was like, you're right, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. He did. But of course, the reason you don't like him is the way he delivers it. He's obnoxious and, and so on yeah. and so forth. So I just, there's always going to be a little bit of insider baseball that, that everybody understands. I just don't know how you get back to that now. I mean, what do you even do? It would take a long, you're right. I think he'd have to go away. He'd have to go yeah. away. Um, I do find it to be interesting. Uh, you reminded me that he was, Daniel Bryan was using the same sort of, uh, phrasing and even certain same words to describe when he went up against Triple H for WrestleMania 30 is that he's a B plus wrestler. I love love that. I love it so good. Nod championship material, like all these things. And I really loved how Vince McMahon was like, Oh yeah, you'll go to the hall of fame, but like as the new day, not like not the single stars, you know? Yeah. I really do like how they're doing that. And I think that our, the fan base really is mature in the whole breaking the fourth wall, I guess. I mean, we're learning the storylines and we're learning the patterns. And I think that that's the best part about wrestling is having patterns and uh, kind of not just recycling storylines, you know, just putting a wrestler fights B wrestler and a C event happens. But I think that they go through those things. It's because like, that's kind of what happens in real life. Like it's relatable in real life. You know, my, my mom always hated that. I watched, you know, soap opera type, you know, teenage shows. She's like, Oh, they're always like having drama at school. And, you know, someone's boyfriend is doing this and everyone feels jaded. And it's like, yeah, it's because that's what's really happening in real life. And I think that in wrestling, it's, it's kind of expressed that way. You know, in your life, you have been a Kofi Kingston where you're, you dedicated all of this time into a company or into a person or into something in your life. And you know, you, you've just kind of put your head down and like gone through the motions. And when you want more, you come with resistance and you have people saying that you're not good enough or you're not talented enough, or you're not, you know, what they're looking for. And everything in your heart, when you hear that is I'm going to prove them wrong. Mm. So having a story be told like this and wrestling, yeah, the wrestling part is really great. I love watching it. But the storytelling of something that has happened in your life, whether in a small part or in something big, I don't know. Like, I think that's why 
the people of WWE, you know, the this super uh, what is it the the universe? <laughs> yeah, it is, it is the universe. Yes, that's what we're called. We are the WWE universe. Never understand it. Honestly. Yeah, I don't. The people of WWE. I don't know. It's just the universe. But that's why we identify with Kofi Kingston is because we feel that underdog, you know? Yeah, exactly right. It's a, it's a Daniel Bryan stuff. You're right. It's all yeah. that all over again. Um, it kind of ties in. Maybe it's a little bit of a stretch. What do you think about all the constant breaking of the fourth wall? Because obviously we, we did it in... Um, well, we've kind of done it in the Kofi Kingston thing a little bit, doing it a lot with with Ronda Rousey. Uh, yeah. Obviously, Drew McIntyre did it on Raw when he mentioned Joe, and Triple yeah. H is doing it with Batista. I mean, I think maybe four is a little too, too much. I think give it to one storyline, but hey-ho. Because yeah. um, you said there, you know, wrestling does does kind of tie into to real life and real stories, and that's why people can can relate to it. But So what do you think happens when we, you know, remove the the shenanigans that we all know is there anyway, because, yeah. I mean, it really has divided people. Again, it's one of the things I do enjoy about wrestling and Twitter is that you, you can literally get tweets of someone and go, this is crap, and the next one is, oh, this is brilliant. I love it. Yeah. Um, so where, where do you stand on it? I, mean, I, I, will, I will say the Drew McIntyre one was too much for me. Um, yeah. I didn't need that simply because I'd seen it with Triple H. And also, I don't need, as I always say, if, if, if Roman Reigns is completely cool with people mentioning his leukemia, that's great. I just, I don't like it. Unless it's coming from his mouth and it's positive. I'm always a bit yeah. like, oh, he said it. I don't believe he just said that. It's like, it's the worst. Um, yeah. that, that's not for me to, to, to comment on, really. But yeah, where, where's your kind of thoughts with it all? Uh, yeah, I, it, the whole Roman Reigns being Joe, I don't need that information because he's still, I actually like Roman Reigns. I mean. Oh, me too. Don't worry. You're in a safe place. You're allowed to say that here. I loved him so much that this time last year, I purchased uh, (laughs) a Roman Reigns shirt and I wore it to the WrestleMania party that I went to. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. Everybody booed me. They're like, "Oh, you just like <laughs> I'm like, even at the party, you get booed. No, uh. no. I just, I've always liked the Roman Reigns character, but breaking the fourth wall with his leukemia, I feel like was obviously necessary to explain why he wasn't going to be on television for a couple months, but. I, I I feel like I actually was one of the few people that had a problem with Dean turning heel the night that he um, said that he had leukemia. You know, I, I had a problem with that. And I'm wondering if I had a, a problem with it because, you know, I've known people in my life who ha- have had, you know, leukemia and who have had cancer because it does make you feel uncomfortable. But... Um, would we have be talking about breaking the fourth wall even just 10 years ago? And, you know, in 2008, it's almost, what? Oh, it's been, has it been over 10 years since Benoit? Uh, it has been, yeah. It's been 12 now almost, yeah, which is crazy. It seems so, like, it seems so wild that that was that long ago because I, I remember, uh, I remember hearing about that on the news and my, my dad talking to me about it. Cause I do, you know, love wrestling, but like that broke unintentionally, uh, a fourth wall with wrestling and it got people talking about, you know, head injuries. And, um, I, I don't like how WWE has really distanced themselves from all of that, you know, kind of just paid out, uh, even, you know, Owen Hart's family for that tragedy in itself in, in 99. So I feel like we've been unintentionally breaking down the fourth wall of wrestling for years, even before the curtain call. I don't know. I just... No, you're right. We have. And I would say that in many ways, what happened with... Um... You know, with Benoit was kind of a a no going back moment, right? Because mm-hmm. how can you ever go back to 
oh, you know, this is all part of, you know, you can't take that into the canon, can you? I mean, that's, yeah. that's crazy. And I think, you know, that was so extreme and it was so devastating and it was so tragic. Same with Owen Hart. That's probably where it started. I think, yeah. I think you did have to draw a line in the sand and just mm-hmm. go, look, man, this, I mean, like JR did, you know, when it happened, this is not part of the story. And that was that. Ever since then, I'm like, I don't think we can... Yeah. I don't think we 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 can we can go back, um, and I I don't mind it because I think as you get older you watch wrestling different anyway. It gets to yeah. the point where it is just you know you, you how can you not like once the once the wall has come down once when somebody tells you or you figure it out for yourself you can't rebuild the wall. But that's what suspension of disbelief yeah. is all about. And I understand that's where the argument comes out, but really <laughs> you know all the time that what you're watching is a is a work. Yeah. So, you know, I, 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 think, I just think it's an interesting conversation. Obviously, they've been pushing that button far more for, for this WrestleMania. But I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm all right with it. Yeah, I think, I think I'm all right with it. We'll see what happens. I just really don't want this pay-per-view to feel like, like, I really like the Hell in the Cell uh, stipulation. And I really like that pay-per-view. But I felt like the last hell in the cell like started out so great and all these great storylines, you know, with Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton and I can't even think of anyone else on the card right now, but you had that last match and you know that it was going to be Braun versus Roman Reigns and all of a sudden Dean and Seth came out and Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre, like they came in and you're like, oh, okay, this is like an episode of Raw, like whatever. <laughs> but the moment Brock Lesnar came out and literally just took the door off and then just like F5'd everyone, it, it, was, it was this moment that your, your jaw is on the floor. And you're like, I don't even care which is what the end of this match is. What is the storyline that they're trying to tell us? What the heck is going on? <laughs> because, I mean, I hated it, but you know, it, it in lieu of everything you know else that has happened and the many pay per views that have happened since it, like I'm really thankful that that happened. You know, since you know. Roman, you know, the whole storyline. Like, we needed the Brock element in it, but I don't know. No, I know what you mean. What do you, what do you think of Brock Lesnar while we're here? What's the, what's the, what's the Brock? Because everyone's got a different opinion on that. He definitely needs dental work. Every time he smiles, I see that bottom row of teeth. And, um, I mean, all jokes aside about that, uh, to me, it's, you you know that he is only in it for the money. Mm. As a fan, you know that Brock Lesnar only shows up to get a paycheck. And I don't think that, like, the New Day shows up just to get a paycheck. Yeah. I think Becky Lynch shows up just to get a paycheck. I don't think that Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns, like... So knowing that there is someone inside of kayfabe that you're watching that you're like you don't even care about the storyline. You just want to know what your lines are. Yeah. And it, it frustrates me. But back in the day, I loved him. He was such a great wrestler. Like, he's an actual, like, scary, big, bru- you know, brutal-looking guy. But I feel like this character, this person that he exemplifies, whether it's, like, true to who he is in real life or not, but... I'm just exhausted by it. Like as a, as a person who wants to see a storyline be developed with people who actually care, I feel like this Brock Lesnar in 2019 really needs to be written off the show. Wow. I like it. It's, I like it. Colleen. Yeah. You, you come in there with those opinions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's like having a reoccurring nightmare from 2018 because we watched Brock and Roman pay-per-view after pay-per-view after pay-per-view week in, week out with Raw just say, I'm going to beat you. No, I'm going to beat you. And, okay, we're tired. Oh, he got the belt. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, he laid it down. Oh, okay, Brock got this belt. At this pay-per-view I actually didn't watch. Um, but... The Brock character hasn't developed. It's 
That's fair. I, yeah, he's the same Brock that beat The Undertaker, right? Yeah. Oh. What do, what do you think of that? There you go. There's there's a blast from the past. I mean, oh. happy, sad. I mean, imagine you've been, you have been watching for a while. So. so I remember watching it live. And every so often I like to watch old WrestleManias just because it's kind of like. Yeah, of course. You know, um, I think the his streak needed to end, but having it end to Brock Lesnar, it didn't, I don't know, it, it felt disrespectful to me. That's like interesting. Every, everything that The Undertaker has done for WrestleMania, I mean, I, I think I heard you say on a podcast that people really just enjoy The Undertaker's entrance. Like, yeah, it's true. You hear, <laughs> you hear the music and everyone pops. Um, so it's not really his wrestling that really brings people into it. Um, I mean, as we saw at... Uh, Crown Jewel. Yeah. Um, I was just going to not say it. It's kind of like Voldemort. <laughs> But... <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's actually called WWE World Cup now. They changed the name. Oh, they changed what? the name. I don't know if they did, but every time they mention it afterwards, they started calling it WWE World Cup. I think it's because if, if you if you Google it, you don't get it. That's what I think they did. That's what I think oh, they did. God. Anyway, then we don't have to worry about that. Sorry, go on. You know what's funny? Side note to that, I actually all last year accidentally kept referring to Crown Jewel as the greatest Royal Rumble because it's all like – it happened already this year. Greatest Royal Rumble. It already happened. I, I get those. I called the event they've got in May Crown Jewel. It's just all blares into yeah. one for me. It's all the same. It's just the same thing. Uh, <laughs> that's so sad. But, yeah, so I think Undertaker has magic. And if I were to ever get a wrestling tattoo, I would get um, – so I had a shirt when I was a kid – that we got from probably Goodwill or something that had the Undertaker on it with his blue, purple lightning all over it. And I loved the heck out of that shirt. And I think that there is magic still in the Undertaker minus, you know, the CGI or poor CGI that they used to put on top of <laughs> the product when he would do his lightning. But like... <laughs> I feel like The Undertaker is his theme music. Like, that's just kind of who he is now. And knowing that he was, his streak was beat by Brock Lesnar. And let's not, let's not discount Brock Lesnar. But I don't think that WWE really realized that they had a streak going. Like, I don't think that wasn't the intention, at, you know. Oh, no way. I think they realized it after the Randy Orton match. That's the only time yeah. they started talking about it. Like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was probably some intern sitting in some boardroom going, um, do you know that... Uh, yeah, he's uh, never lost it. <laughs> he's never lost at WrestleMania, so... And they're probably like, gold mine, jackpot. Yeah. Let's sell all the shirts <laughs> as they always do they're very yeah. good at, they're very good at selling shirts to be fair i, I always mean, think that i always think man they, they sell a lot of shirts these people they they must sell a lot of shirts i actually uh the first uh ronda rousey shirt that i purchased um they sent me the wrong size and so i like you know i emailed them and i was like hey you sent me the wrong shirt also it had like a black sharpie mark across it and i was like yeah uh, this is literally defective product and i got a new product in like three days there you go you see you, they want to keep you sweet Colleen, oh. they want you to buy more shirts. And then a couple weeks later, did they did the whole, you know, tonight only shirts are for twelve dollars, and so I was like, I'm buying five. Yeah, like, honestly, they are they are a machine, and I I I I mean, you can look at it either way, but I respect them for it. Like that's yeah. that's just part of their culture, and few yeah. people do it better than than WWE do it. They are very good at it. Yeah, I mean, even at the hot topic. And that I just sounded like a grandma saying that, but I I went into Hot Topic recently and I was like, oh, I didn't realize that they sold WWE merch and they had like and you know a couple AJ Styles things, couple Daniel Bryan things, like couple Triple H, but 
all like the, you know, the standard, you know, average size, you know, the medium, large, extra large, some smalls were gone. And it was all like extra small or yeah. like the, you know, triple X or, you know, I don't know the extended sizes. I don't wear them, but it's just, they sell a lot of shirts and I think they have to di diversify, uh, you know, their their product, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they absolutely do. I mean, it, it, the kind of the inner workings of WWE, it, we don't we don't have to think about as fans. It's like with the ratings; yeah. the ratings go down, and you can have a good. I love the ratings, man. I I look for them every yeah. single week. I love them, but that is nothing to do with me. Like, what difference does it make? Why yeah. do I why do I care? If aside from I want everyone to do well and I want things to be successful, but as a fan, why do I care if one person watches or a hundred people watch? Like, it makes no difference to me. Yeah. Like, it literally makes no yeah. difference. So, yeah, it, it, in that sense, but there is a whole business going on there. And I do think sometimes, I, we, I don't say that any fan has to respect how WWE operates, but they do mm -hmm. run a very, a very tight ship. One thing I've realized we should talk about, absolutely, as we come up to our hour mark, is outside yeah. of the world of WWE, What's your, you know, AEW, New Japan, Impact, Ring of Honor, or are you just a, a WWE scribe? So I actually go to the local wrestling. Oh, that's even better. That's even better. What is it? Um, so here we have weird wrestling at three, two, one battle, and it's at this like it, this tiny gym, and they pack probably a couple hundred people in, like sardines. <laughs> and people anywhere from, you know, Canada to in California, they come down and, I mean, they have intergender matches. They have people that they fly in that were luchadors. Like, they have everything that you would want. And it's weird. And there's costumes and there's pajama nights. And then there's you know, women's night. So everyone dressed up like your favorite, you know, woman character or, you know, it's heavily advertised on Facebook. And, um, I have a couple friends who, you know, do it for free <laughs> just to get people in seats to watch wrestlers that are just starting or people who need, you know, need a launching point to go somewhere. Do you get any sort of well-known indie stars or is it all up, up, up for young comers and people making the name? Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of the step before that. Like, um, I've gone to, uh, a lot of, they have defy shows that come through. Yes. Um, yeah. I, 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 they, they, who talks, I, Brian Alvarez talks about that a lot, doesn't he? Cause yeah. he's from Seattle. So I knew I heard the name. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Brian Alvarez. <laughs> I have friends who rub elbows with him. So it's kind of fun to like see them all together because he's a phantom sometimes to me, but, um, yeah, going to some of those shows, um, my my friends actually invited me to go one night, and I was like, oh, I wasn't feeling that great, so I didn't go, and um, just a local show, and oh, you know, who shows up <laughs> is, you know, people who are now signed with AEW, so it's like, oh, yeah. okay, cool. <laughs> what, what do you think of AEW? You excited? You're not excited? Because a lot of people are still down on it, and I don't know why. Um, I don't think anyone should ever be down on extra product because yeah. uh, it's just another storyline to tell and probably just a different font and uh, a different color scheme and a different tone. I mean, it's it's how how can anyone – it's kind of how I feel about – so I, love, I really love the Marvel Universe. So it's like how can people like the amazing Spider-Man, you know, and not love – you know, the, the current Marvel, you know, money packed current Spider-Man or how do they not like the Tobey Maguire one? It's all the same thing, mm. but it's just told in a different light or a different tone. And, but it's still the same Spider-Man. So that's kind of how I feel about it. It's like, Oh, it's just, yeah, I really like watching impact when I can, you know, seeing, I mean, again, I really like women wrestlers. So, like seeing how well Priscilla Kelly is doing and how she's literally making people like feel things like yeah 
I mean, Priscilla Kelly, what? She took a <laughs> a tampon and shoved it in <laughs> her opponent's mouth. <laughs> she did. And everyone went crazy. And everyone went crazy. But it's like, okay, kayfabe, you know, I was soaked in juice. Like, it's still a tampon. She still did it. It's still nasty. Mm. But I loved it. Yeah. As you should. <laughs> And if somebody hates it, that's cool too. That's the idea. You're meant right. to react to it. That's the whole point. Right. And, like, I, I think that that's why WWE, you know, has 205 Live. It's just a different flavor, you know, of wrestling. That's a different style of wrestling that you can, like, kind of fall in love with. It's more a storyline. I mean, NXT, it's it's same kind of wrestling story. Like, you're getting the content that you want which is wrestling and a storyline, but just in a different flavor. And I, I don't think that having an opposing brand, you know, backed by people richer than Vince McMahon, I don't think that should be a reason not to watch it. I think, again, people need to try it and they need to like marinate on it, let it digest a little bit and go, you know what? Like Cody Rhodes, he, he knows what he's doing. Young Bucks, yeah, he, they know what they're doing. Uh, I I have a huge, huge crush on Kenny Omega. So <laughs> I, there's just something about his, his everything. I don't know. It's just the fact that he's going up against Chris Jericho, someone I've been watching for so long. I, yeah. I can't, I can't wait to see it. And if anyone like, doesn't want it like okay like don't watch it nobody's forcing you to watch it and there's but so much other stuff to watch in 2019 that's the so thing you can ignore it it makes no difference right and even people like saying oh i'm going to cancel my wwe subscription if wrestlemania 35 isn't good i'm gonna go to AEW. like that's that's stupid to me because you need to you need to see different storylines you need to see how different things work out Bonnie. <laughs> I totally agree. I, I couldn't agree more. I think the best thing that ever happened to wrestling is that all these companies are now, uh, so, you know, so, yeah, being a real thing. And if you don't yeah. like WWE, you can watch New Japan. Don't like New Japan, you can watch AEW. Right. Don't like that, you can watch yeah. Ring of Honor. You can just watch indie wrestling. It goes on forever. It literally goes yeah. on forever. And it, it really I, yeah, there's so many companies, new ones come all the time. Well, not forever, but, but a long, long while. Well, I like it clean and I appreciate and respect your attitude towards wrestling. Hell yeah. Damn right. <laughs> and on that note, amazingly, we've come to our hour mark. Honestly, the last few podcasts, this sounds like I'm blowing smoke up your ass. It's true. It's not true. The, the last few podcasts we've done have flown by. I like this. This makes me happy. I feel like we've established a good community here on Simon is Pro yeah. Wrestling Show, and it makes me happy. All right. Well, I'm glad to be a part of it. Hell so. yeah. Well, look, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for the time. Uh, and I also I also shifted the time. I can't tell. Colleen knows. Colleen knows the secret <laughs> inner workings of what happened this evening. But I can't I can't talk about it publicly because it's all part of a secret storyline. I shouldn't even have said that, really. But look, Colleen, thank wow. you. So is there anything you want to promote or like Twitter? You don't have to, but I always like to offer you want to throw out there into the into the world. Well, I have my own podcast, which is called Collins on the Rocks. I'll which... do that. Definitely. Uh, if you want to follow it, uh, we're on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Collins on the Rocks. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Collins on the Rocks. It's a podcast where I just get to interview whoever I want. And last week I interviewed a ref, the ref that was refing during the Tegan Knox match where she uh, exploded her knee during the May wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, so go check that out. Um, again, Collins on the Rocks. It's my nickname is Collins and uh, on the rocks, you know, because it's a beverage and, you know, we we kind of sauce it up a little bit. But, you know, Do that's it. kind of how you get the true, honest stories. But it's just a storytelling podcast. So I like it. That's a really, really good idea. I like that. Collins <laughs> on the rocks. I'm going to make sure I go listen to an episode. Uh, well, I've got a big drive on Saturday. I'm at a Defiant show. So I'll make sure I listen oh. to it then. Um <laughs> And on that note, yes, I mean, look, everyone keeps asking me about my shoulder and when I'm going to get back in the ring. Look, man, watch Defiant. Watch Defiant Wrestling. That's all I'm going to say. All I'm going to say is right there, free on YouTube. And you can see what's going to happen with me and my crazy wrestling journey. Colleen, thank you so much again. I've really enjoyed this and I really appreciate your support and I really appreciate your time. All right, thank you. Awesome. You're awesome. Oh, that's, that's very, thank you. That's very nice. <laughs> uh, you can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Simon316 on both. 
Uh, where else can you go? YouTube.com forward slash the middle report rules. I also have a new ridiculous wide t-shirt out. You can get that at simonmiller.bigcartel.com. It is just me slapping my head. And yes, I look a bit like the Major League Baseball logo. Nobody tell them. But otherwise, keep enjoying the podcast. Keep listening. I really appreciate it. And I'll talk to you all again very soon.